you folks. It's 5 p.m. Eastern. This is Thursday. This must be Pillars of Franchising, broadcasting the secrets of success in franchising. I'm Fred McMurray with my co-host Ray Pillar and Holly A. Ford and Ray and Holly. We're not only on audio today, we're on video. Whoa. Wave to the crowd. Yay. I got my hat on. Ray, where is your hat? Come on. You'll leave me with oh, well, I just have to go and get one. Yeah, you do. Here. <laughs> Thanks. Perfect. <laughs> oh, you guys are scaring me. This is so Good. um for for all of those people normally listening in, there's a whole lot of you on the website from what I can tell. Um uh, we're also on video. You can see us on Facebook. You can see us on, uh, yeah, it looks like YouTube, um, LinkedIn, and Periscope. Whoa. So a whole lot of places you can see us. So wave hello, everyone. Hello, hello. Hey. Hey. Do you see all of us at the same time? Or oh, just... Wayne, Ray, everybody. One, two, three. Hi, friend. <laughs> Can we toast? There we go. Come on. Water. Cheers. <laughs> Feeling like a loner here. Hey, it's only two o'clock here. Yeah, that's your problem, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> um, yeah. Hey, I, I like that it. backdrop for two o'clock in the afternoon. You got some really pretty sunsetting back there. Well, I kind of figured that would make it easier <laughs> for you guys to like drink in the later hours if you thought it was sunsetting here. So yeah, um, it was either that or I could have done something like this. <sighs> yeah, that's it. That's not, not as good. Um. And there's, then there's always that, which is my, my granddaughter, but um, that would have been the Addison question, but so we'll, we'll go back to this one. Um, hey, video actually matters. So, um, Ray, you're, we obviously know where you aren't. Where are you? I am sitting in the mobile studio one in Ironwood. Michigan in a Walmart parking lot. <laughs> yes, I, I guess I'm one of the deplorables now, so I'm in Walmart. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and Holly, you look like you're finally back home. I'm home. I'm in Cincinnati. I'm on my screen in porch. Beautiful, sunny, gorgeous. 85 degree day yeah and next week when we broadcast i will be home again but the week after i'll be back in florida there you go okay uh all right let, let's see we may have a message here why don't you introduce our first guest all right. Okay. Come in, Johnny Fever here. I'm going to talk. We have two guests on today. They are incredible franchisors. So the first one we're going to talk to right now is Tom. Is it Hodgson or Hodgson? Hodgson, right? You had it right the first time. Hodgson. Okay, good, good. 
So Tom is with Color World House Painting. It is a fantastic concept. I'm going to let him describe it to you all and kind of give you a background on it. But suffice it to say, it started in 1997. It's a, a, a fantastic concept. It is um, taking the franchising world by storm. I don't think, um, how long has it been? Have you been franchising it, Tom, now? We've been franchising since 2015, but really like kind of went, pushed all of our chips all in about a year ago. Right. And you are the founder of this company from what, 1997, correct? Correct. Yeah, I started way back when in college, back in 93 at Ohio State. And, um, and then incorporated it in 97 when I realized I was probably making too much money to keep it under the table. So at that point in time, we, uh, we started launching and, you know, I can get into that here in a little bit, but yeah, yeah. Since 97, we've been out there painting houses and continuing to add on services. Since then. Oh, that's great. Well, that, that's our first guest. Uh, Ray, what's your question for our, our first guest here, Tom? who is taking literally franchising by storm in this, in this new venture, new old venture that he's got going on. Wow. It seems like he, uh, Tom has really uh, <clears throat> gone a long way since uh, 97 and uh, started, uh, I assume that you were working in the business at that time, uh, painting houses uh, on your own and probably started by hiring a few employees. And then uh, how did it go from there? So yeah, it started back in actually 1993 uh, when I was actually physically painting houses, just kind of trying to paint my way through school. Um, I worked for a college painting company at that time, which was actually really new on the scene back those days where it's a little more common these days. But one of the things that I realized really quick that I hated painting. So um, if I figured if I hated painting, most people probably hated painting. And that was one of the things that I kind of always felt like I had a, a good finger on is if I liked stuff, it tended to trend. If I didn't, didn't. And uh, uh, so one of the things I kind of realized that it real quick, that it would be an easy service to sell and help pay for school. Um, one of the things that was unique to the college painting business at that time was marketing. They were marketing us as students to be a clean cut professional painting company. And at that time there wasn't, any sort of franchise system out there uh, in the service industry painting. At that point, it was some of the students were coming in as a new kind of franchise type concept. Um, and otherwise it was Chuck and his truck running around town painting houses. And so I love the idea of behind marketing it. And that was what I had approached to the grownups, if you will, um, at the time, it said, "Look, you know, I'm not really interested in actually physically slinging paint anymore, and Rick, you know, risking my life on a ladder for six bucks an hour. So, can we figure out a way I could do that?" And they're like, "Well, we can do sales. You can do sales. You can be a student. You're, you have the look. You can go out there. You could probably be successful." And so, I went out there and, of course, did what I do, is which was try to be the best at whatever I do, and was the number one salesperson in the entire system nationwide, and. Um, then my problem was to get paid, I actually had to have it painted. And I didn't have enough drunk buddies at the time at Ohio State to paint everything I sold. So I wasn't going to get paid on any of it unless I figured out in about three weeks how to produce about $150,000 worth of painting that I had sold that summer. Um, so I, I, I started meeting you know, painters at the paint store, asking if they would help me out so I can get the stuff produced and, and go back to school in September. And... Um, then they told me I wasn't allowed to use professional painters to actually paint the homes that I sold 
I needed to hire students to do that. And uh, so I said, let me get this straight. I'm not going to make any money this summer. And I was the number one salesperson. <laughs> so needless to say, um, I left and started my own business, called it Color World and said, screw that. I'm going to be the first professional painting company that can market it. And we were obviously way ahead of our time. Didn't realize I applied my marketing skills plus what I learned there. And I thought if they could, if they could sell paint jobs to customers where literally I was 18 years old, 19 years old, running around convincing people to let us pay me four or $5,000 to paint their half a million dollar homes. And none of the guys had ever picked up a paintbrush. Marketing was doing the right thing. However, Chuck and his truck, nobody ever really wanted to hire him because of maybe the way they dressed or the look or the feel or feeling comfortable. They were much more comfortable with the way we were doing things. So I kind of tried to combine that and wanted, didn't want to be known as a college painting company, even though I was in school. And then we did still have student guys, but they were, you know, our better guys that painted for me and brought them on with me, hired uh, subcontractors to come on board. And we ended up that first summer on my own that next summer doing over $300,000 in like, you know, I don't know, whatever, a three month period of time. Didn't go on spring break. That was my big thing. And, uh, and then once I realized we're, you know, I can't have everybody keep paying me a check or cash to paint their house. The tax man was going to get after me. So my mom was an accountant and said, look, you're going to have to incorporate, pay your taxes. And so then that in uh, April of 97, we incorporated Color World, paid my, paid my money that I needed to pay from the tax standpoint, paid off all my student loans, bought a truck, and uh, pretty much at that point in time, decided that in 97, we were going to make a, a make a run at it and see what we can do. And that year we sold over a million dollars worth of painting and uh, it was just kind of off, off and going. And, and uh, that's always what a lot of our franchisees ask us, well, how long is it going to take me? Well, it took me a year. So um, what's your, degree? That, what's your college degree. We all want to know that. I was a marketing major at Ohio state. So ah, there we go. <laughs> yep. Wow. That's a success story. I gotta, I gotta say that. I think that's what a lot of our listeners like to hear is, uh, you know, how people get started in uh, whatever business they're in. So uh, that's, wow, that's really, that's really cool, Tom. Yeah, thank you. Great. So Tom, um, I just have another follow-up on that. So your, your, your history, you got it going, you, you started the ball rolling, obviously you started making a lot of money pretty quickly. Why, why did you choose to franchise it and really take it to the next level? What was it in 15? officially and then really ramp it up in the last year or so yeah so we started expanding um in 02 is our first time we actually left columbus and we opened up in dayton ohio and we slowly explored cincinnati right in your backyard there um and then we went to cleveland then i said well we got to have a warmer market so we went to fort lauderdale then we went to raleigh then we went to charlotte and we started kind of expanding then at that point in time there wasn't zoom there wasn't Facebook live there wasn't even FaceTime for that matter so it was harder I mean I was traveling a lot trying to hire people and we would get essentially get a franchisee up and going but it was an employee and if they quit or started their own painting business now I'm chasing around for non-competes I'm trying to manage it you know insurance the whole thing and then it would collapse if a guy would quit and you have to go and start the whole process over I'm thinking there's got to be an easier way to expand throughout the United States 
And so in 2015, well, obviously before that, I, I explored franchising, started doing the IFAs, looking at different events. Actually, back in like 07, we almost launched then. Um, then I started doing some consulting. And uh, if you guys have seen my background, I was, I also brought in, I was part brought in originally when Five Star Painting had first started coming onto the scene with the original founders. And they, and they were only an interior painting company at that point, hired me to do some consulting, help them set up their exterior programs, uh, different things like that. Figured it was a good opportunity to learn, watch them do some franchise sales. I, I dabbled in that a little bit and then exited. And then that's when I said, okay, I think I'm ready now to um, launch Color World. So in 2015, we launched it, um, and you know, like there, and that's kind of how that started. And then you joined a group to kind of help you develop it further, which was Franchise Fastlane. Is that correct? Yeah. So uh, at the beginning of this year, you know, I of course tried to do a lot of it on my own. Actually, had another development company that kind of didn't really do that well with us. Maybe didn't understand. The service industry as a whole and one of, one of the things that makes color world unique is that we're not just a painting company um you know we offer multiple services so over the years we from as an example an exterior paint job say at your home there if you if we're looking around the outside of your home and we realize there's wood repair that needs done on their back porch there um you know we could we would identify that as an issue that needed to be taken care of and we wouldn't let the painters necessarily repair that where a lot of painting companies would we actually bring in our own carpenter who would come in do the repairs ahead of time a lot of times what happens is that the gutter above it is leaking for some reason uh it might there might even be bad wood behind there so we would actually remove the gutter fix the wood paint the house and then we can actually put a brand new set of gutters on the home so we can kind of almost be a one-stop shop for our homeowners so it you know when they use you, you actually start identifying those types of issues then then Every painter that does had did or does, needs an estimate or get is getting an estimate to that homeowner, um, all of a sudden realizes this is what I need to do, and I'm either going to be my own general contractor on this and have to have multiple parts moving to try to get my house painted the way I want it, or I can hire Color World, and that's where we came in. And then and then for being in an Ohio market originally, we offered holiday lighting also, so we can also help our franchisees bring in an additional revenue stream and uh you know especially in the slower markets where it is colder and then of course our some of our markets like in texas and florida you know this is an additional revenue stream so and as it, streams of revenue then total yeah so we have five revenue streams which the one i didn't talk about was pressure washing so okay. you know, we, get, we obviously will how many how many streams of revenue in general would you say your biggest competitor has uh, I would say three, I mean, and 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 it, I would maybe even say two and a half because typically our competitors are going to have the painters actually do the carpentry, and it's going to be very minor, a board, a two here or there, where we can replace an entire side of a house if we needed to, or repair a deck. Does that for you? Yeah, our, we we every one of our franchisees bring brings on a um, a carpenter that's a subcontractor for them. Okay. Uh, so if we were to estimate your home, we'd estimate it for painting and gutters, and then we would actually bring him out to uh, him or her to go out there and take a look at uh, the carpentry work that may need to be done, and then they would give us a price of what it's going to be, and then of course we have a slight markup on it for managing the process, and then of course uh, add that on as another line item to our bid. So for our customers, it's one-stop shop, and uh, and then the repairs are done, which all, which actually really helps our franchisees because. They're always worried about their painters and you know where they're going to find guys and 
and have good subs, one of the things that we can offer is a lot of times our paint jobs are easier to paint because the repairs have been done. The, you know, the boards that are peeling have been replaced. The gutters and downspouts have been removed. They don't have to worry about that. They can come in and just paint the house and, and do a nice job. And you know, it's still a reasonable price, you know, but typically we are charging a little bit more to have that one-stop service. So the painters have been are making more money, which then in turn they want to stick around because they're making more money. And then we also give them the opportunity to hang our Christmas lights for us when it slows down. So it just gives them another opportunity to stay on, another reason to stay on with us when the holidays come around. And, and we might not even be able to paint the inside of somebody's house because Christmas trees are up and, uh, and things like that. Do they market separately to your franchisees or do you market separately for each of these services um, so oh. that people are aware yeah. of that? Yeah, the only thing, the only service that we market separately is the holiday lighting. So uh, we are we are a painting company first and foremost, but that's just what separates us from the, some of the other franchise concepts out there, uh, and especially other painting concepts out there that are strictly just look, we're we're a painting company. That's it. Uh, we do some minor power washing, minor carpentry, but that's it. And if you need more than that, you're gonna have, you know, we can give you a referral. And uh, where where we can we'll manage that process from start to end. So the question came in from and in what I just heard, I think you've answered the question. But um, the question that came in through the, uh, one of the chat sessions was, how do you keep the concept um, as a franchise uh, painting company? How do you keep the concept fresh? Is Given with the answer you just gave, is there any follow-up you would give to that question? Yeah, so sometimes people will worry about like, well, do I, as a franchisee, do I have to spend money in, you know, gutters and, and power washing and all that? And the answer is no, because we're doing this as add-on service. So if a customer comes to us and says, we need our deck completely repaired, but we're going to paint the deck ourselves. we would turn down that business. We are a painting company. We're here to paint the house or the deck or whatever that service might be for you. And if you need carpentry work done, we can do the carpentry work for you, but we're not going to do it unless we're painting it. So ultimately at the end of the day, we're, we're, we're offering multiple services if we're painting the house. Uh, holiday lighting would be the only separate service that we actually will set up a six week you know, uh, marketing program and put in place, uh, you know, so somebody's searching uh, holiday lighting contractor near me or Christmas lighting installer, holiday lighting installer, uh, you know, that'll pull that up. But the beauty of the business model is that because we do that, and people a lot of times then don't realize they're bringing in a painting company to give them an estimate for holiday lighting. We sold in just in Columbus in our corporate unit. As an example, we did $186,000 worth of holiday lighting in six weeks. In turn, we sold another $60,000 worth of interior and exterior painting that we would have never sold because those customers never were even looking for painting until we realized we pulled up in our wrapped vehicle and it said that we were Hello World house painting. And uh, so that brought in another $60,000 worth of additional revenue that we would have never gotten otherwise. So that that's what we're trying to bring to the table to make us unique. Awesome. Sorry, he did say the M word, Ray. Times actually. Yeah, I know, but been been working with our TP to uh, 
make sure everything's covered and, and right. So uh, actually, my next question is why Color World, and I think you answered that on several uh, on on several segments. So, <laughs> so is there anything you can add? In other words, uh, one of the more difficult questions that people get asked is, well, why do I want to pick your business? And I, like I said, I think you answered that. Is there anything you can add to that? Well, the the thing that we add to the table is that one. I've had 23 years of owning Color World plus my college experience. A um, lot of our competitors are now uh, company franchise companies that might be owned by private equity. Uh, their their CEO jumps from service brand to service brand, you know, which is fine, you know, when you're trying to run a huge business like that. But when our franchisees come in town and they come to our discovery days, they see me there, they see my experience, it, my team has been around. I mean, my operations guys worked for me for over 18 years. Uh, we've trained employees for since 2002 and multiple different markets. The only thing that we're teaching differently now is how to actually market the business. And so we're, we're, we had two, two full days of classroom talking about marketing, different aspects, how we handle that. Of course, we have partners that handle all that stuff for us now. And then we're, and then we're bringing them out in the field. And those guys are following me around. I mean, I'm taking them into the field, doing live estimates. We're teaching them the software. Uh, our software is one of state of the art. Uh, we have a national call center that's open 24 hours a day, seven days a week and books all the appointments for them. So, um, you know, they're getting somebody, I don't have partners. I don't have, you know, I don't have a board. I don't have private equity. I don't have that. I, I, I have a company that I built from scratch with $750 and I've turned it into what it is today, which now we have over 37 franchises nationwide, planning on adding another 20 before the end of the year and we're rapidly growing. So, uh, you know, they're getting the founder, they're getting access to my cell phone. They can call me, they can FaceTime me, not to mention our operations team, which we just even hired a, a third operations person this past week is going to be just onboarding new franchisees and keeping our current franchisees accountable, creating a competitive atmosphere on a weekly basis on lead flow, sales, and then um, and then monthly sales reports, just pushing each other and, and trying to be the best we can be in the business. Wow. You said 23 new franchises um, moving through the process. Did I hear that number right? How many have you put yeah, we've added 30 new franchises, which equi equates to uh, 12 new franchisees. And I said 23 years of experience of myself. Okay, sorry. So no, that but uh, that's that's some phenomenal growth. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, what markets are you growing best in? Well, uh, Texas looks like it's it's growing really fast for us right now. We we sold five. Uh, five territories in Austin last month. Uh, we just had another gentleman literally commit today for another five territories in Houston. I should find out tomorrow uh, for another five territories in El Paso, Texas. Uh, believe it or not, uh, we don't have anybody in Dallas, which is kind of surprising to me that uh, we're selling <laughs> Texas and a lot of other markets in Texas, but not Dallas is not one of them yet. Uh, Florida, where we, you know, we just finally sold five territories down in Sarasota. Uh, we sold six territories in Raleigh. And this is all within the last like 40 days. So 
um, yeah, we're continuing to, to grow. And, and I'm excited about our cellular markets because our business is very heavy exterior focused, even though we do plenty of interior painting and drywall repair. But it's a, uh, uh, you know, up in Ohio, you know, we get beautiful weather like today. As Holly <laughs> said, it's 85 and beautiful. But uh, it, the weather can change quickly. And there's four months out of the year where we're stuck hoping that we could get outside and power wash a house or hang a new set of gutters or paint the house um, exterior-wise, where a lot of our southern franchisees will just be rolling right along. And I, I really expect our, our, uh, fran you know, our franchise disclosure document with our item 19 being even stronger. All right. Uh, normally, I would let the question pass to, to Holly, but you mentioned the FDD, the greatest cure known to mankind for insomnia. So um, I will ask you, uh, what what three items, obviously item 19 to one of them, you, uh, we'll put that as number one, but what, what would your, be your second and third and fourth, since you already gave us one for free? Um, uh, items in the FDD for somebody to read first, trying to decide if that's what they want to do or if that's a, a path they want to go down. Well, as I indicated, support is a huge part of what I'm, I'm all about. Um, you know, the, again, I founded this company, it's my name. Um, so the number one thing I point to is our national call center. Um, it's something that we do still give our, our franchisees the option to answer their own calls or utilize it. But for $650 a month, unlimited calls, seven days a week, we point to that and say, this is a no-brainer for you to be efficient. You can spend your time doing other things than chasing around uh, you know, customers and trying to get them scheduled. Uh, the other thing that we try to do, again, to create efficiency in our business and keep them accountable is that we do require that uh, everybody gets the same version of QuickBooks, and then that we actually have a partnership with out-of-the-box technologies that it's a, a company that comes in and does their bookkeeping. And so we, we require them to get on, bo on board with them, uh, pay the first three months, make sure they have the right software, because one of the things that our CRM is going to be doing here in the near future is syncing with QuickBooks, and it, it will be one of the things that we'll be talking about at our, at our next uh, conference in, in February, uh, and hopefully that'll be finished, but it'll, it'll just be a one more easier step. So those are two, two things that we love to push. And of course, I think our item 19 strong and, uh, uh, you know, not only do we have our corporate unit, we have our Cincinnati unit in there as well. Uh, and, and then almost all of our other franchisees are, are going to, are not in there yet just because of the rapid growth we've had this year. So it's, uh, it's, you know, we, we, we know that we have something. It's, it's worked in our other markets as uh, employee model. And, uh, uh, but, and now we know that we just, we just need to get the, the word out. And that's why I'm here today to talk to you guys about that. So, the, I want, sorry, Holly, one last question. This one comes from a listener. Um, how much of the business uh, a fran does, that a franchisee has is repeat? business so again all of most of our franchises are new so probably uh, from a franchise side Could you project but i can only i could speak on as far as our corporate unit it's been around for a long time 39 percent of our business now 
that we've been in business for 23 years in Columbus, Ohio, is repeat business or referral-based business. Uh, so it, it's once once we retain a customer, the beauty of our business is that we can follow back up through through our social media, uh, our blog posts, as well as our four times a year, our quarterly newsletter, uh, being able to cross market. We could talk about gutter installation during the fall months. We can talk about getting ready for uh, the holidays for our interior painting. We can talk about holiday lighting, and then we can talk about our spring specials for our exterior painting. So there's so many times that we can have so many other touching points and talk about heat. If you've had your house painted by us, you know, let us keep the house fresh and by, uh, you know, keeping it clean and, and have power, you know, pressure washing specials and things like that. So our customers know who we are. They remember our name. It's not like we're painting the house and then we don't talk to them again for another eight or 10 years, which is most of our competitors do or hope that they remember to call them for an interior paint job or vice versa. Now I like right. go to Holly. Okay. All right. Can I ask you a hard one? Sure. Okay. What is your um your support ratio to these guys coming on? How many people in operations do you have supporting them so you can ensure that you're not going to set people up and, and not give them the support they need in two years have this turn, you know, on its ear? Yeah, so I've been really careful about that. Um, you know, again, franchise fast lanes. Uh, they, they handle our brand. They have multiple other service brands out there. So I've picked their, I've picked my, picked my partner's brains there as far as like, uh, our friends over there at Monster Tree and B1 Sports. And, 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 and so I've got a couple, co um, you know, operations guys, different things like that, different franchises. Yeah. Remember, I'm on. I'm, I'm, is your ratio? Is your idea <laughs> well, yeah, but I'm I'm very much part of this process, so we're not even at that point yet. So, yeah. okay. um, I I have myself that's in there training operations to support. I have John Boston, who's been with me 18 years, who, you know, pretty much he is my COO technically. Uh, so he's handling all the support, and so currently we have 12 franchisees, uh, with 37 units. Right. Okay. I just hired Carrie Robinson last week to handle the operations of onboarding these new franchisees and supporting John and myself. So we already have, I've kind of taken that approach that Josh over at Monster Tree has, which is making sure you have people in place before the growth. And so that's what we're trying to do right now is have, we already, so the answer question, we have three full-time people that are onboarding franchisees and handling the onboarding process and, and developing guys. And we're just going to continue to add more. Now we still have our entire office that runs a live painting business in Columbus. So we also have multiple other support staff that are in our office, um, office manager, production manager, and a sales guy in Columbus, which at our last training, we did a discovery day training mix. So Ross went out and actually did some sales training with some of the new franchisees for a couple of days. And so, you know, you could add him as also an additional support person for us as well. All right, I'll follow that up really quickly. Your sales support um, to go with the operational support. So obviously it's a little bit different. It's operations and setting up, getting, you know, for the viewers out there that are trying to understand franchising and putting it together, it's, it's more of the, the accounting, the, the, the whole logistics of the business. And then the sales part is getting the leads in and marketing that business individually. 
what do you do specifically for the franchisees to help them um, acquire customers? Well, I mean, our digital our digital team is a big part of how we handle that. So we have a couple different partners. Uh, we're getting to the point now that we're large enough that we have a national partner with Sherwin Williams. They've come on board with us. Uh, you know, we utilize them for not only support um, for national pricing nationwide, but we're also use them for recruiting for painters. And then they also. Uh, we build the, we teach the guys to build relationships with the store managers to get those leads. Uh, so that's that's kind of a one. Digital team is a no-brainer. Of uh, you know we have we build national we build our we have our national website which has location services with it. So a customer can put in a zip code. It'll let them know if it's Omaha, Nebraska, for instance. They're going to have an actual website there that sh- takes them right over to that site. So we, we do a lot of SEO and support. Our franchisees currently do not pay for any of that. That's part of what they pay for through the 2% advertising uh, fee, which right now, you know, being that everybody's so new that I'm paying for that. <laughs> so uh, it's, you know, there isn't even really a fund yet in, in place for that. So we're handling all of that internally. Uh, we're also growing at such a rapid pace that Home Advisor has now approached us and wants us to, uh, be part of their national team. And so they've now just assigned somebody to us to onboard our franchisees with them. And then they give them budgets and ratios and things like that, which has been great for some of our new franchisees coming on this summer because they have all these leads in their local markets. And then they don't, you know, a lot of their painters have paused them. It might be booked six, eight weeks out. Our guys are coming in place right away and right. being able to generate lead flow immediately, and which has helped a lot of our franchises get out of the gate like, you know, like Kaylee did in uh, Oklahoma, Nebraska, or um, Omaha, Nebraska, rather. And, uh, uh, you know, she sold $66,000 in her first month, mainly just off of Home Advisor and our, our pay-per-click campaign that we put together for, with our digital team. And so, she's putting how much back to the bottom line? What's the EBITDA on that estimated? Uh, yeah, so I, as far as after all of her expenses and everything, her first month, she, she profited, put in her pocket $12,500. Got it. Okay. So about so, 20% bottom line or so. Net, that's average. net. So uh, yeah. we try well, to, we try to run a 50% gross margin on everything we do. So she's in her first year of, of business and can really look at $150,000 coming out of the gate. That's, that's pretty impressive. Now, I, obviously that's not every everyone and, and we can discuss the item 19 but i think it's ray's turn so i'm gonna pass the baton here so one of the questions that came to mind is what kind of uh, what are you looking for in a say that yeah. again ray you you just you kind of cut out there potential candidates well, what what is yeah? What does our candidate look like? Is that what you're asking? Yeah. yeah. What are you looking for in a, a potential candidate? Yeah. So that that is a great question because I think a lot of times consultants and even even people that find our website think that we're looking for painters. Uh, it's quite the opposite. Uh, we're not here to really find new paint jobs and. And, and look for painters to go physically paint. As my story told you, I only painted one year of my life, um, and I didn't like it. So, um, <laughs> and so, um, we're looking for a franchisee that's a white collared, has probably 
what we've found is if they, you have a good sales, great personality background, you're going to be extremely successful in this business because it's about relating with customers and offering a service that most people need and don't want to do themselves. So uh, that's the type of candidate we're looking for is a non-construction background, non-painter, uh, you know, a professional that probably would never think about ever buying a painting business when it first introduced, but just having them sit there and find, you know, that's why we're, we've been successful with, you know, you know, consultants in general is because once they sit down and really explain our business model, people really like love it. Uh, nobody just looks on the internet one day and decides they want to buy a painting business. And we learned that, you know, the first 12 months of the year, spending a bunch of money and a lot of markets we wanted to be in and Google advertising. Like it just, it just doesn't happen. And, um, and so once people really understand the business, they, they see it. I mean, the, the gentleman I was talking about in Houston, Texas, he's a CPA. Um, he was looking for a business that had, that he could just roll into. He's, he's 61 years old. He didn't, he, you know, he's not gonna, he doesn't, he wants, he's always wanted to have his own business. And, um, and all of a sudden he's stumbling across Colorado and he cannot believe that he's considering first. And now he's, he's committed. He's buying the franchise. And it was somebody that would have never thought in a million years that that was the business that he was going to end up purchasing. And, and what does it cost to get into a franchise? Uh, one franchise is 49.5. And then we, we do discount them as if you buy more than one territory. And what's all in? All ends anywhere between 70 and 130. Uh, and that has to do a lot if you want to follow the subcontractor model and then in adding and then needing to add vehicles, for instance, if you wanted to have employee crews and things like that. One of the things that we try to keep costs down, again, we want our we want our bottom line to be extremely strong for our franchisees. And one of the things that um, we looked at immediately was how do we save guys money coming into the system immediately? And it's approving vehicles. So if they have, uh, you know, again, you're, you're, this is a sales business. You're running around doing estimates, the marketing company that happens to paint. So if you're out there running around doing estimates and you want to, and you have a, you know, a, a Toyota Prius that you just want to drive around, we'll approve the vehicle. It's in good shape, get it wrapped. You can use that. So they don't have to buy a vehicle. They can keep, they can come in here pretty inexpensively. Wow. Fantastic. So, I, I was listening to that. Uh, you said you don't want people who are painters. Do you have a lot of realtors? Because we, we, yeah, we we had we have one franchisee in Dayton, Ohio that is a realtor, and uh, and her son pretty much runs the business for uh, for us, and uh, and he has a restoration business, and he's not our model franchisee, uh, so you know. It's one of the reasons why we kind of knew immediately that we don't want to necessarily go that direction. He, he runs a great business. I mean, he's in our item 19. He, he, he does great. But, uh, you know, we're looking for somebody that's willing to put some money into the marketing, get out there, um, you know, and that does not have a construction background. Okay. So on that note, we will hit perfectly the time to pay the bills. Uh, we want to thank the Link Local Network for broadcasting our show today. Uh, you can go uh, if you want to learn about work-life balance. 
which is the number one reason I've heard somebody say they bought a franchise. Uh, but if you want to learn about work-life balance, go to linklocalnetwork.com. Uh, also, a shout-out to all of our listeners and Pillars of Franchising website. Yes, you can keep asking questions in the chat. Uh, you can dial into 323-580-5755. That's 323-580-5755. And um, get your questions asked. Uh, and lastly, uh, our sponsor. Are you thinking about opening a business? Whether you're in transition from a corporate job, looking to generate investment income, add to your existing business, or just too young to retire, come to the Great American Franchise Expo and explore your options. Meet face-to-face with dozens of franchise executives representing dozens of quality brands. A wide range of price points and ownership models are available. Attend our free seminars on accounting, real estate, and marketing. Franchise law experts will be there to answer your questions, and banks are on hand to discuss loans and financing. The first 100 attendees will receive free VR goggles. For free tickets, visit www.franexpousa.com. The Great American Franchise Expo, coming to a city near you in 2019. Check our website for schedules. And if all goes well, folks, you should have been able to see that they're on the uh, coming up. Where's the next one, uh, Holly? Don't ask me that. Nick will kill me for not having the answer. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we'll bail her out. um, Jack Kendall? Jack Kendall? No. Prime Osborne Signer. So, folks, want to remind you if you and you'll hear more about the offer from nick but if you go to the pillars of franchising site you can fill, fill out the form and get your own copy of the franchise mba by nick neonakis um past guest uh founder of franchise consulting company um and co-founder of great american franchise expo and a friend of holly and i would say myself Taught us some great stuff there. So with that, Holly, um, we've been answering the listeners' questions as we go. So you, that gives you the next, next question. Next question for me? Yes, okay. ma'am. Well, hold on. You, you've got me all excited, so hold on a minute. <clears throat> we can get this too. Okay. There we go. No, the other way around. I was wondering if you were going to be there. Yeah. So you there can also. He wants a copy of the book that's kind of derived from Fred himself. Yeah, and the show, which has um, little segments, segments from from the Pillars of Franchise show over the years. So it has uh, different topics, make oil salesmen, and all kinds of fun stuff. So get a copy of that. You know, no problem giving it to you free. You know, just write in and ask Fred or myself or Ray for a copy, and we'll be glad to get it over to you. Fill the form out. So thank you. Fill the form. Yes, I nailed it. Okay. I got to get this right. This is like new rhetoric with the visual. I don't know how to deal with it. I'll just drink no wine. All right, Tom. All right, the- wait. Time out. Time out. <laughs> as God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. There, now. <laughs> Take it over. Does that make you happy? Okay. 
just for our audience, that is the Butte KRP in Cincinnati. So it's a favorite. That's the great Thanksgiving show where they drop five turkeys out of an airplane. <laughs> um, or marketing stunt, you know, so that's the M word. Anyway, um, all right, back to it, Tom. I have a really important question for you. So um, you, you talked about your growth. You've got a steady exponential growth, it sounds like. But there, there has to be a point where you're going to look at that new client and find out, you know, hey, this isn't the right guy. What do you do at that point? Sort of like a new franchisee? That's correct. So you, you're gonna, you know you're going to have some people that aren't going to quite fit the bill. And I know you're going to readjust your model because obviously you know what you're doing here. But, but what do you do with that franchise that franchisee that isn't quite fitting the model and their numbers aren't hitting what you're expecting on average? You know, what are your plans to, to either support them or help them transition out? Yeah, so uh, I, as I finish with the last segment, you know, talking like I mean, we, we love all our franchisees. We're, we're here to help them uh, be successful. Um, but you know, we talked about, you know, we, we, we sold a franchise to a realtor uh, that we thought was obviously a great situation. Uh, she got sick and now her son's running it, who's in, in a restoration. And we've had lots of conversations with him. Uh, like I said, he runs a great business himself, but Color World isn't necessarily, uh, you know, his top priority. And so, we are working with him currently on trying to make him the best we can be or help him sell off Peyton. So that's kind of where we're at now. So we are in a situation like that um, early on, but uh, you know, we're not uh, kicking him out. We don't like, it. it's not like anything like that. We we're here to, to help every one of our franchisees. So, you know, early on, we, we are already kind of seeing that now franchise Fastlane has done a phenomenal job of vetting our new guys coming on board. So, you know, there's been plenty of people that have said, hey, we don't think this is going to be a great fit. Uh, I've kind of taken care of it, Tom. Like, it's, we've moved on. And so uh, everybody that has come to our Discovery Day so far, I have approved. And I've approved not because we just want to sell a franchise, but because I do think they're going to be successful. And uh, our last Discovery Day, we had a gentleman asking us, are you going to approve us? And, and we do take that approach or you might hear a lot of people use that as lip service, but we are, we are truly awarding a franchise to a franchisee. So, um, you know, they held me after a half hour after our discovery day and said, look, and I said, to be honest with you, like, if you think you're the one that's going to be doing sales, then we're probably not going to approve you. But if you're willing to hire a salesperson to come in then you know, we're going to approve you. So, uh, they're like, well, our plan's always been to buy multiple territories, hire, bring on a salesperson. I said, as long as that's your plan before you launch, then we will approve you. So, you know, those are the, some conversations that we'll have with uh, a candidate uh, up front, to be honest with them. And, uh, and, and so far, we have not, you know, everybody as we've brought into the system this year has just been absolutely phenomenal. And we're excited. You know, we have uh, our gentleman in, in Louisville, Kentucky, is a 30-year military veteran that's aged out of the military, who's come on board as a disabled veteran, technically, uh, mainly just because of his wear and tear on his body over all those years. And, you know, I mean, the, the type of 
leadership that he's already brought to some of our other franchisees has been great. Uh, you know, we, I can just go on and on about all the great guys that we have brought on and, and their story. And, and we're excited about where we're going. That's awesome. Yeah. Right. And then we get to go down the rabbit hole. Okay. Quick question. Uh, would you do it all over again? I'm sorry? Would you do it all over again? Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's nothing better than, uh, you know, talking about something I built. You know, that's what it, that's really what excites me. You know, I spent 20 years selling paint jobs to homeowners across the United States, and that's fun. And I still enjoy it, and that's why I still do training. But uh, now I can talk about Color World and mentor not employees but franchisees and watch them be successful. Like, that, that's really what's taken me the next 20 years, what I, what I get excited about. So yes, I would do it all over again. I'd probably do it a little differently and not waste a last year and a half of trying to do some certain things myself and just jumped in and hired a great development team like I have now. But uh, uh, unfortunately, they didn't exist then, so I, I could not have. All right, so now we get to go down what I call one of my favorite times is go down the rabbit hole. So um, the last two weeks or the last couple of weeks – um, the have you seen signs of the zombie apocalypse, um, as well as what we are now calling the Mary Jo Larson question of um, how are your franchisees supporting uh, finding out what's going on in Area 51? So I'll leave it to you. Which question would you prefer, Area 51, or zombie, 51. or a zombie apocalypse? Well, Funny you say that. I'll, I'll take the area 51 because I did have my Cincinnati franchisee actually being, he actually was paying attention to this. So I figured Holly would probably like that considering she's in Cincinnati. So yes, I actually had him email. He emailed me and said, I think I need to go to this thing. And I'm like, yes, let's just worry about selling paint jobs. So, so there you go. You got, you got an answer. So yeah, Ryan Berry. Cincinnati franchisee. I'll put his name out there because I thought it was about the craziest thing I heard. So I want to come paint my house. Good story. <laughs> yeah, he would be happy to. Oh, oh, that's just. Oh, give me a sec. There we go. <laughs> processing, processing his alien brain. Is processing. That is just awesome. If he goes and gets pictures, um, he has to come on the show and, and tell us about the what, how it went down. <laughs> I'll let you know. All right. Um, that was my last, last question. That means, Holly, you get last question. Oh, giddy, giddy, giddy. Wait. Oh, <laughs> is it the Ray last question or the uh, – the, 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 the Ray last question. <laughs> okay. All right, Tom. How? Okay, so you know that we have – thousands of people viewing this, believe it or not. Yeah, we, we look like, you know, crazy people with our hats on, but but we do have a great audience. So with that, we want to know how our audience can get a hold of you if they want to buy a franchise. So obviously I can sell it to them and refer it to you. Um, just That'd kidding. be great. I don't mean to be a jerk about that, but um, really and truly, how do they get a hold of you? What's your email address, website? Let's let's get, get you some business. Yeah, so you can go to colorworldfranchise.com. That's the easiest way. Fill out the form. Franchise Fast Lanes will get in touch with you. Set up a meeting with Aaron or Zach. 
and either one of those two will get in touch with you and uh, get the ball Aaron. rolling. You guys will love Aaron. He's great. Yeah, they're 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 both awesome, and uh, I could not ask for a better sales team. And I'm happy to happy to have you involved as well. So bring them on. Bring all the leads on. You got it. Thank you. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Tom. Thank you, sir. Um, well, there were so many questions that I didn't get to ask. Oh well. <laughs> So, um, just a reminder to those that appear to be watching on Facebook and FC2 Live, who knew? Um, hello out there. So, uh, send us your chats. You can uh, message along Pillars of Franchising as well as the Link Local Network. Um, the Community Voice Program has a uh, wine tasting and animal rescue through Life Balance at the Hinsdale Oasis in, sorry, not the Hinsdale Oasis, the Hinsdale Humane Society in Hinsdale. That's uh, Thursday, or check. It uh, looks like that's, uh, check the Link Local Network website. Um, should have given me the date. Oh, well. Uh, so, Holly, who's our next guest? Yeah, our next guest. Okay, um, in fact, he outdoes us if anybody is on video watching this, which it looks like there's quite a few of you out there. Um, Wayne, okay, and I'm going to botch this and he's going to get mad at me. Wayne Woodcast? Woodcast. I can't hear you, Wayne. Oh, sorry. Yeah, killing me. I'm sorry. Um, working on making sure Wayne looked good in video. <laughs> I am Wayne Wadaika. What, what is it? Wadaika, Wayne. Wadaika. Okay, I apologize. I like it. Wayne Wadaika, WW. So, restoration and dry cleaning services. He's a franchising expert, an entrepreneur, CEO. Um, Wayne's done it all. He has a fantastic concept. I want him to introduce it to you. I'm so glad we had him on the show today. Um, Wayne, why don't you go ahead and just give us a little background about yourself and your concept. Sure. Thank you, Holly and, and uh, Ray and Fred and Tom. Congratulations on your success and the launch of your, your new business. That was a great story to listen to. Uh, I'm Wayne Wadike. I'm the founder and CEO of The Huntington Company. We are a multi-brand franchisor. We, our two biggest brands are Martinizing International, which is a retail dry cleaning concept, and the Certified Restoration Dry Cleaning Network, or CRDN. Uh, and you go to crdn.com to learn more about us or martinizing.com, and you'll see the full-blown story of our, of our two brands. Combined, we have about 750 franchise locations, system-wide revenue approaching about $200 million, and about 5,000 employees network-wide within our systems. Our businesses are uh, supported from our franchise headquarters, which I'm sitting in the middle of here in Berkeley, Michigan. We're about seven miles north of Detroit. And we are a, um, principally focused on the dry cleaning and textile industry. We've just added a, a large diversification to our restoration business uh, on, the restor on the electronic restoration side. So we've added a, a full-on new category to our CRDN brand, which has proven to be a blockbuster for us. Is growing um, very, very rapidly. 
So, sorry, you answered one of my uh, first two questions of where are you and what's the weather like there? (laughs) It's really, really very mild right now. Berkeley uh, just outside of Detroit. Uh, Weather's been great the last uh, two months. Early in the spring, it was very wet here. Our little league teams were playing in uh, ankle-deep water in the outfield for most of the season. But it's great now. Oh, you just got a two thumbs up emoji from one of our listeners uh, at the website with that answer. All right. Well, that's nice to hear. I love it when they interact. Go ahead, Ray. Since he, I, I jumped in front of you. Yeah, but not, okay. That's okay. So, uh, Wayne, you, you sounds like you've got a lot of experience. I was wondering if you can kind of elaborate a little bit more on experience. I think you're quite, you broke up a little bit, but I think your question is on my personal experience. Um, yes. So I made a yeah, big when I was 27 years old to become self-employed and bought a dry cleaners just outside of Detroit called Huntington Cleaners. Uh, that was 1992. At that time, we had six employees in our system and we were doing about 200 and $65,000 in sales from one retail location. I'm really proud to say that two of those six employees are still with us today, 20, going on 28 years later. And we've grown that business from six employees to about 170 here in our local market. And we've diversified our services there uh, into not only retail dry cleaning services, home pickup and delivery, office pickup and delivery, lockers, services on demand and our biggest business is our restoration services which caters directly to homeowners and business owners who have had a smoke or water damage in their house uh, we go in and remove the textiles and now the electronics from their home and restore those store the items for them until the house is fully repaired and then we effectively become their closet until the house is done and now we put them back in uh replace everything in their homes when it's done. So the hands-on experience I have is having been an operator for since 1992 and running our businesses. Um, we are, we were operators first and franchisors second. We started franchising our business in nine, in 2001. That was after nine years of operating and growing my business every year, uh, some years doubling. And ultimately determined that we had a concept that we had built and developed for restoration services that really was not, didn't exist. So we literally created the category, uh, defined the service model, and created the demand with the insurance carriers to show them we had a better way of servicing their insurance. While doing that, we developed a network of dry cleaners around the US, Canada, and the UK uh, to deliver the services in real time. So today we are within two hours of every homeowner in the U.S., Canada, and the U.K. Most of our guys are right in major geographic markets. But we can service anybody within two hours. Uh, we grow, we've we been growing every year, and our services uh, led us to adding other brands. Once we really established the CRDN brand, and it was often really rocking, we started acquiring more retail franchise brands, first one being 1-800-DRY-CLEAN. Uh, second one was Press for Time. Those were both home pickup and delivery concepts. Uh, they were competitors. We bought the two and put them under our label, and that was in 2012. And then in 2014, we acquired um, 
Martinizing International. They were based in Cincinnati at that time, and we brought them to Detroit. And Martinizing is the largest and most well-established brand name in the retail dry cleaning business. We took that iconic brand, and we've added some really great services to it to expand off the base. Services we've added would be home pickup and delivery, commercial pickup and delivery, restoration services where we could expand with them. And our hottest growth area is that of lockers. We're actually locating lockers in uh, office buildings, residential buildings, and providing 24-7 directing services to homeowners all through the use of an app. So we've effectively been very disruptive in both categories, for both businesses on the restoration side, as well as the retail side. We've, we've been the lead disruptors in the industry and uh, where we have tremendous growth continuing within each brand. Uh, to To uh, mind, I guess, two comments on um, One, I think I've learned more. The, the, the last I knew about Martinizing was, I think, an old Saturday Night Live sketch with Dan Aykroyd that had uh, pickups for Martinizing be taken to a factory where Martin wore them around for an hour and then sent them back. So um, <laughs> I couldn't I find that, that clue. Um, but uh, so with the, the you said, um, a mobile app, that's a phenomenal way to get to a younger generation, um, to a millennial generation, and uh, also the uh, traveler class, isn't it? Of course. What we've done with Modernizing is taken a traditional retail walk-in dry cleaning plant and added lines of businesses that cater to different, different buyer groups. Your traditional dry cleaning stores has, uh, I'll say, more your, your – um, People that just want the service, they like to come in and experience the retail experience. They like to come in and meet with the clerks at the counter. Then we have the home payment delivery line, which is really caters to people that are busy, working couples that have uh, want predictable service. They want a delivery on Monday and Thursday or Tuesday and Friday. We've developed that, and that caters to another line of customers. Then the locker and on-demand services that we provide really cater to the millennial generation. And those are customers that don't want a relationship with a store. They don't want predictability of a pickup and delivery truck coming to their house. They want the service when they want it, the way they want it, and where they want it. And we get that. So we really built Martinizing around catering to how you want your services done. And I tell our franchise prospects and, and owners today, our partners, that we are not competing with the corner dry cleaner anymore. At Martinizing, we are competing with the way consumers acquire goods and services. The consumers today are very different. Uh, Ten years ago, apps were not as pro prolific as they are today. People were not as proficient as them, uh, using them as they are today. So today, you really have to go to where the customer wants you to be uh, if you're going to stay and stay relevant as a business, as a franchisor. Our job is to stay relevant, push the envelope with our our partners and be the, the leader in acquiring customers, making ourselves available the way they want their services performed. And that is the new modernizing that we've built since 2014 that we're, we're rapidly growing today. I think that's a brilliant strategy. Thank you. Um, Holly? 
Yeah, so uh, total number of brands that you support, Wayne, uh, number one, and number two is um, what is martinizing in the country? You know, uh, what what does it rank? Is it number one in drag cleaning space right now? What 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 do you see? Martinizing is far and away the number one brand in the country by numbers and by name recognition. Right. Glad you explained that to our audience. 61% aided name recognition in our surveys. Uh, the rest of our competitors combined don't add up to half of them. Just to give you a quick, quick idea of our brand recognition. And we've been around 60 plus years. So it's an iconic brand. So what we've done is taken that brand, taken the franchise partners that are in the brand and really tuned it up, cleaned it up. And our way to, to market uh, is different too. We're not building new stores. When we, when you sign on as a marketing partner, we're not going to go build a drive through shop for you. What we're going to do is go and buy a local operator in the market you want to be in. And we're going to shortcut all of the development, all of the startup, all the permitting, all of the zoning, all of the lease negotiations are all out of the way. We buy an existing operator. We convert it to modernizing. It's worth more the day you convert it to modernizing than when you bought it because the brand equity. And we start with sales. We do not start at zero in hopes someone walks in the front door. We are buying an operation that has excess capacity that can be driven. When you buy an, an operation with us, you have real equity. There's a lot of franchise systems out there that really don't have equity and have nothing to sell if and if someday they want to sell. We're also buying brand, our brand allows you leverage with your bank or an SBA lender because you're buying brick and mortar. You're buying assets, you're buying recurring revenue, and you're buying customer and established operation. And then you're taking and putting on steroids. And that's modernizing today. Well, I love the asset approach. That's huge. And people don't really realize the value of that. Trying to float an air ball with an SBA loan is very difficult. So, yeah, I really respect that. Um, I'm going to follow up, Fred. I apologize. But I really want to know with what you're saying now, um, make it um, make it tangible for our audience. Like, okay, there's Tide, right? Tide Dry Cleaners, you know, P&G brand. Um, you know, big around here, probably not around nationally. Um, what's the difference? Why is martinizing so much better besides just the brick and mortar aspect of it? Obviously, there's other differences. Four worlds apart. First of all, you're seeing more PNG because they're based there in Cincinnati. And Nailed it. <laughs> a lot of, lot of uh, PNG executives are, are drinking Kool Aid and buying the Tide franchises. All right. So, first of all, our, our royalty rate is a lot lower, uh, but most important, our business.
basically by adding revenue, you're adding revenue at a much higher rate uh, um, margin, higher margin, because you've already hit the fixed overhead and now you're driving additional revenue through and the only extra cost you have there is a direct labor expense or uh, production. I, I love it. Are, have you taken this concept over into the CRDN, the you know the um, electronics restoration process? So let's talk about CRDN. CRDN is, is the, the creator of the restoration category for textiles. So we're the market leader. Uh, we define the category. We have over 30 direct relationships with insurance carriers. We drive in between 55 and 60 percent of the revenue in our system comes directly from our national accounts downloaded in real time to our franchise partners. So in 2016, we started looking at what additional services we could drive through the CRDN network from our clients that had additional needs. Electronic restoration services represented a huge untapped category. And we decided to buy an electronics company that specialized in it. We modeled off of them, onboarded their team, in their technology and then started driving it, opening it in our system. Since we, since 2016, we've opened 137 locations, making us by far the largest electronic restoration franchise or company in, in the country and in Canada and in, the U, and in the UK. And that is all existing franchisees that added a, an opportunity to literally double their business without adding one customer or one additional homeowner claim. So today, the combined service offering for CRDN is 43% of the contents in a, of a house. If you take a typical house, turn it upside down and shake it, 23% of the items on the ground will be soft goods or textiles. Leather, suede, fur, shoes, hats, bedding, window treatments, area rugs, luggage, then you get to the dry cleaner clothes. If you take that same house and turn it upside down and shake it, 20% of the items on the ground are gonna be electronics. That would be anything that plugs in, from curling irons to treadmills to washers and dryers to computers, TVs, uh, media, you name it. But now CRDN has basically doubled our, our opportunity off the same claims and is showing exponential growth for us today. Um, wow. So uh, you have several opportunities to offer people on any other dry clean, Mark Knight, CRN. Um, so if someone was interested in an opportunity to do marketing and are those two separate businesses or do you, do you market those together? Ray, that's a great question. First of all, we are not selling 1-800-DRY-CLEAN or Press for Time franchises anymore. <laughs> those are all rolling out and being rebranded to Martinizing as their agreements uh, come up. So Martinizing is our retail brand, which takes the best of 800, takes the best of Press for Time, takes the best of Martinizing and rolls it all up into one powerful retail offer, retail franchise offering. It really, really is a, a great concept. CRDN, ironically, we have seven modernizing franchisees now that are also CRDN, and that is creating a blockbuster combination when they can do both, uh, both brands with us. We have seven operations doing that today. Uh, we'll have probably nine by the end of this, this calendar year that have both offerings. How many units do you have in Martinizing? Uh, about 353 plus 800. So we're at about 550 all in for Martinizing uh, that are either open or under development. We have 70 
franchise territories, about 70 territories that are we're looking for stores for now, okay. from units we've sold over the last 12 to 18 months. Uh, and with CRDN, we have 130, 143 territories in, in three countries. Can I ask you a hard question? Sure, of course. Limits? Okay. So when we're looking at that, what does your item 20 look like on your FDB? I'm sorry, which item? Item 20, so your attrition rate? Very little attrition. We have 100% retention of CRDN. And with modernizing, we have uh, very little attrition these days. We have operators that have been with us over 60, 60 years. They were called our grandfather locations. Um, most of those operators are renewing now on a full license operation. We have a tremendous amount of those coming up this year at the end of the year. So very little fallout. Pardon me? How long is that license for? Well, 10 years. Our, our current agreement is 10 years. The grandfathered agreements that they did were 20-year terms, and about oh. 40 are coming up into this year. And those are flat fee grandfather payers, flat fee per store. Uh, we are not offering that any longer, so our grandfather operators that want to stay with modernizing are coming on a, on a royalty-based uh, program, and so we have a lot, one, one standard agreement across our network. And we knew that when we bought modernizing, we knew there was about 50% of the operators were grandfathers, about 50% were traditional royalty-paying operators. Um, we love them all, uh, and we're finding the value proposition we're presenting today with the new modernizing is really exciting for the grandfathers and they're, they're excited to stay with us. Not to mention they've built what's tremendous the brand or equity in their, in their markets. Yeah, what, what's the difference for them? You said the new plan that we're offering, what's the difference from those, those uh, you know, original guys to what's happening and being offered now in the new agreement? Good question. So the original was just a, a plant location, no routes, no lockers, no commercial, no on-demand services, no restoration services. So we have really opened up and really untapped their capacity for their plants. And we've taken a very, very aggressive marketing approach to, to rolling our businesses out because traditional cleaning is clean. I mean, anybody can dry clean clothes, uh, you know, not as well as us, but there are a lot of dry cleaners out there. The biggest difference between modernizing is we are, we are heavily uh, invested in, mar in marketing and really leaning now toward the digital presence and uh, leveraging our, our customer database. We are just getting that online with a, a, joint, a, a, a common point of sale system that we've been rolling out for the last two years, which is really differentiating us as well and giving our operators some great tools to work with, both on their own as well as from the, the home office here. Perfect, love it. Thank you. Great answer. Ray, do you want to ask a question or do you want to hold for a Killers of Franchising website question. What? You asking me? Yeah. So in other words, did <laughs> you give him a choice? I see how it goes. He's well, traveled a long, long. Brother, you know, I'm like whatever. Well, he was the first franchisee. So I like that. I mean, the same question I asked Tom, and that what what are you looking for in a typical uh, franchise? We have a, a broad range of, of future partners that come in for our meet the team days uh, from our broker, various broker networks out there today. We, we're really relationship-based. We, we look for, for people that have a history of being successful, whether it's in a corporate job. We have a lot of business owners coming in, buying, modernizing our CRDN franchises today. 
So on the modernizing side, we really want somebody that, that's coachable, that has uh, energy, and is willing to, to work hard. We do not, we're not really interested in absentee owners. We are not selling large licensed territories. That's not our, our model. We want guys that are, and ladies that are going to show up, uh, work the plant, learn the business, but really have a marketing approach and can follow the program. That's modernizing. So if they, we, we'd like to say you're buying the best game, follow the rules on the box, right? So you have to be coachable and you've got to be a self-starter. Uh, that's, that's, that's business today. Be competitive, you use our tools, follow our, our systems and process, uh, and you'll, you'll be successful here. With CRDN, we don't have a lot of territory left, uh, but with CRDN, we like operators, and we're opening, we just opened in New Hampshire this week. Uh, we actually built a plant from scratch. Uh, really dynamic couple that's opening there. Uh, most cases, the operators that are coming to us, though, with CRDN are already in the dry cleaning business and are looking for ways to diversify. And CRDN has proven to be 110% recession proof. And that is also why we're incorporating CRDN with martinizing where we can. We've had, and we've remodeled martinizing as well with additional lead sources coming in. We've really made it very competitive, hard to compete with and uh, recession proof. And we are very, very, Focus on the next couple of years. What's going to happen in the economy? Uh, it's been booming. Things have been great, but we are we are galvanized for a downturn, and we will be able to weather weather a downturn very well. On both All right. So I get to jump in with some questions. First, I know Tom's got to go, so I'll we'll say bye to Tom. I'll let bye. him drop off. Thanks for coming on. Bye, Tom. Thank you, sir. Um, so from the website, we've got a couple of questions. Um, I want to go back to uh, you. Um, you were chatting about Tide. Uh, how has Tide's entry into franchising affected business? It hasn't. Okay. Um, the other question is, how's the? Uh, there's been a big change in, uh, we'll say, uh, people's uh, clothing habits, where they've gone from. Uh, Casual business attire more and more to even people telecommuting from home. How's that affected business? Uh, have you seen uh, trends in age or demographic? Um, it depends on the market, but generally, most of the casual wear that people are wearing today are still, they still want to look finished and clean properly. If you're wearing a polo shirt to, to work these days, we're seeing a lot of casual wear coming into our operations. In fact, a lot of the wash and wear shirts you see from Brooks Brothers or Land's End that had our, our they call them non-iron, uh, probably 20% of the shirts coming through our operations today are those non-iron uh, shirts that people just want to look nice because they, they may wear them a couple times, wash them a few times, they may lose the finish. And nobody really likes iron at home, not when you can get it done. <laughs> <laughs> So we're seeing a lot of casual wear coming in, but we're also doing other services besides clothes. We're doing shoes, handbags, uh, window treatments, draperies, blinds. Uh, some of our operations are offering more of those additional services as well today. Um, <clears throat> wow, that cracked me up. And the other thing is wash and fold. We're seeing a lot of wash and fold coming into the source today. Uh, where yeah. people bring in their socks and underwear and <laughs> 
They okay. just want to laundry. And we see some, yeah. We're still out People are getting lazy with their. Uh, busy. That's, that's why we're in business. People are busy. Yeah. Uh, the gift of time, isn't it? <laughs> All right. So we want to remind our listeners they can keep chatting at us through the website. We love the questions. Keep them coming. Um, and uh, you can also dial in to 323-580-5755. That's 323-580-5755. Um, if you're looking for work-life balance, uh, check out the Link Local Network. Um, they're a growing collection of uh, professionals who have found work-life balance. Uh, go and learn from their stories. And now, a word from a sponsor. Ever wonder how successful business people get educated about franchise business options? The Franchise Consulting Company is a group of over 100 franchise professionals with more than 2,000 years of franchise experience. We help our clients select and investigate franchise companies. And like a realtor, our services are free of charge to you. Our fees are paid by the seller. Reach out to us to learn more and get a free copy of the Franchise MBA, the number one bestseller and highest reviewed book on Amazon in the franchise category. Our website is thefranchiseconsultingcompany.com or feel free to call us on 800-321-6072. Sorry, um, dealing with back-end tech errors and we got another question that says, where does... Um, Martinizing have open territories. We have a lot. We have a lot of open territories. Uh, our, our restricted territories are a mile and a half radius around the store, uh, but we're unrestricted. They can service anywhere they want with our lockers. Uh, you can open 20 miles from your plant if you like and drive your business back and forth. So we have a lot of open territory in uh, most of the major markets. Even as with as many locations as we have, um, we, we've got quite a bit available. Okay. Um, we'll wait to see if that uh, makes the person happy. Now, Holly, go ahead. Since I'm off my my, I'm still freaking out about the auto audio. But um, go okay. ahead. Next question. Yeah. So it sounds to me very much like you're kind of taking over the space, and you're doing it in a very, uh, it, it seems like a very premeditated way. Um, what other areas are you hoping to go into? You know, obviously, you know, obviously, 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 you could have the various areas of service all in the personal space. It's obviously one of the highest profit centers of all of franchising. So we are. I'll give a full I'll answer for both brands. With with the certified restoration drive through network, CRDN, uh, we've got a long way to go on the electronics. So that's going to be a couple year run. Just add and add. There's more textile business out there. There's more insurance carriers for us to have adapt or adopt our services. And there's a couple other services out there that we are we're offering today. We're doing a full inventory capture solution where we are helping the insurance companies define the items in the home that can't be restored to help them settle claims faster and help homeowners uh, close their claim out and get a fair uh, and accurate settlement with the insurance company. So that is a, a hot new offering that CRDN is bringing to the forefront and making available to our existing clients. Uh, on the rest, on the modernizing side, we see a big opportunity of window coverings with household items like a wash and fold, uh, 
shoes, handbag reconditioning, and ultimately we think window blind replacement services and soft window covering replacements uh, could also be offered as well as mobile cleaning for uh, upholstery items, light upholstery, as well as window treatments in your home without taking those items down. So we've got a, our next couple of years of development uh, and we're doing and performing those services here in the Detroit market in our company stores so that we have uh, a very good uh, handle on the P&L and what that should look like in the operating uh, side of that business, those businesses, I should say. Fantastic. Right? Ray? <laughs> I beat you. Yes, you did. So, all right, let me ask this question then. What does it take to get involved in one of your uh, businesses? Give us a call. Uh, jump give, jump on one of our websites, modernizing.com slash franchising or crdn.com slash franchising opportunities and submit uh, a request. You can email me at wayne.wadika at thinkhuntington.com. I'll be happy to talk with you. You can call me on my cell at 810-602-1963. Pardon me? What's all in for a candidate? What are you looking for net worth liquid? Right. So a CRDN, uh, typically they already have a dry cleaning plant, so the, uh, the investment will typically be anywhere from $150,000 to $350,000. Okay. That's fully baked. That's cost of labor, salesperson, which is required in our brand, not, not requested. You have to hire a full-time marketing person that takes into account their their salary, vehicle benefits on the first year, as well as the production cost of doing our services. Our average franchisee in CRDN does a million dollars a year. Okay, That's with the new, new franchise martinizing coming in, what do they need all in liquid and net worth for you to consider talking with them? With martinizing, we're looking for 150,000 liquid uh, or more, and they can, Typically, in our model, if they buy the franchise from us, that goes toward their SBA loans. That is considered part of their down payment. So if you bought a one store for $69,000 from us, that $69,000 goes toward your equity in an SBA loan to buy a plant. So if, say you're buying a plant doing, say you spent $300,000 buying a plant, that's your expense plus your, your fee to us and your train costs, some of the soft costs, but your fee to us is fully leverageable so you don't have so to come up with another six million all in with the build out and all the rest for plans. Pardon, pardon what's, me? What's build out all in, you know, without the loans when it comes in as a cash buyer one point five, what what does that number look like? Oh not not even close. So we're gonna we typically rebrand a store for twenty thousand dollars. Okay. I told you brilliant. We're you buying an existing building out. That's that's fine. Uh, but we, we we've only built one location. We are basically buying an existing operation that has everything fully equipped, been in business, and we're changing signs, we're re-logoing, maybe changing some counters and flooring, some window coverings, but typically you're about $20,000 a year. You've got a great new look and feel for the operation. And uh, so it can be as much as you want. If you want to go buy a million dollar operation and spend a million dollars, great. Then you're going to rebrand it, it's going to be 20,000. You want to buy a $150,000 dry clean plant, which some of our, our people are doing, still have the same rebranding cost. We're really looking for the capacity of that facility and how much more we can drive through it. 
uh, that's the key. So the range is all over. But when do they ramp up? When do, when do they start being profitable? Depends on the operator, honestly. Most of the operations we're buying are profitable already because we're, you know, they've been in business for years. In most cases, people don't stay in business unless they're making money. Many of the operations we're buying, we're, we're helping people retire that don't have an exit strategy. So we're, we're finding that there's sellers out there, a lot of sellers out there today that don't have an exit. And if they're presented with an opportunity, they'll, they will take it. And our operator, our franchise partners that we're bringing to the table are credit worthy, they're you know, upstanding citizens and they're backed by modernizing. So they're, they step in the door to negotiate with a lot more credibility than somebody walking in and off the street. And they see the sellers in many cases are taking seller financing as well because they feel very confident with our ability for that store uh, to become more successful under Martinizing's model. And, and last follow-up on that is, what's the resale multiplier that you're getting through SBA? Three, four, um, what does that look like? So typically, if you're buying a plant operation, that's a fully plant, you know, operating plant with equipment. Uh, the EBITDA is very difficult to determine in some cases. These are small businesses and many of them can't really produce their true EBITDA. However, we use a one-time sales approach typically on a plant. So the plant's doing a quarter million dollars a year. That would be a normal starting point for discussion. Now, if that plant needs a new boiler, they need a new dry cleaning machine, we're gonna assess that and we're gonna move, drive the price down on behalf of our franchise partner because they know, hey, we've got some capital expenses coming in the next 12 to 18 to 24 months. So we're gonna negotiate as tough, as hard a bargain as we can for our franchise partners. And that's a big part of the value proposition in our home office is we, we know what we're looking at. So we don't get suckered by a seller that may not have done the, you know, the CapEx or the repairs and maintenance that they should have, uh, we can call it like you see it. So we're having really good success negotiating prices, but typically dollar for dollar on sales is a starting point. Great answer, thank you. I, I really like this because I can, you know, in California, you're, you're bypassing all the local license issues which can hang people up for years. And I just, I think that's a phenomenal approach. Uh, how has your growth in California been? California's going to be sold three locations last week. California. Uh, north or south? Uh, south. Okay. Yeah, it makes, makes total, total sense. Um, all right. So down the rabbit hole question. How do you feel AI will affect the IT world? You know, it's, it's a not, we're not a typical industry where AI is gonna have a big impact so far as we can tell. For example, everyone likes to use Uber as, a, as an example. Uh, we're remanufacturing, so we're taking, your, in our business model, basically we take your clothes and we sell them back to you. That's, we do a lot of things in between, at the end of the day, that's what we do. So there's no immediate response to our industry. Where we've automated things with the home payment delivery and the lockers has made it more convenient. The number one driver in our industry, in our space, for our customers is convenience. Convenience, quality, and price. Those are the three drivers in our, in our, in our business. The dry cleaning industry, historically, required you to go to our locations two times to use the service once, right? 
You go drop off your items and you come back a day or two later and pick them up. Let me, think about any other, another industry that's required a consumer to do that, to go to a physical location two times to use the service once. Three, two, one. Think about the video industry, the video rental industry, Blockbuster. You had to go pick up a movie, then you had to watch it and bring it back. Well, guess what? Redbox showed up and cleaned their clock, and then on-demand services in your home to your TV came in and decimated that entire category. So, because they made it more convenient, they delivered something, and the customer didn't have to get off their couch. Our service, in our category, we feel we have to be far more convenient for the customers and make it easier for them. And then it really doesn't matter how long our competitors have been in business. When we make it more competitive, more convenient for our customers to use us, we're, we're pulling customers away from our competition all day. So we're not a typical industry that AI is gonna have a big impact on. Now, the only thing that could, uh, we, we've heard models out there with some Alexa, maybe able to take a dry cleaning order and downstream that to process, you know, to a local dry cleaner we're certainly talking to anybody that's in that space and, and uh, being given our presence, we typically get approached for those type of solutions uh, when they come available. So actually you, you touch on a very interesting topic when you say uh, Alexa or, um, so we saw incidences of um, Alexa wiping out certain industries, mm -hmm. um, the weather, dial a, you know, call a weather number, um, and it looked like they're uh, ranking um, high up in uh, Google rankings. It makes it, there's things you can do to your website. Um, how far down that, like uh, creating Alexa skills and trying to work in the uh, home advisor markets have you folks gone? We're, we're headed there now. We want to we want to be there if something emerges that makes sense. We'll be present in it. The difference with, with us and a weather report is a big difference. We actually have to produce a good, right? There has to be a physical location to do that work. A weather report is done online, right? Uh, we have to have manufacturing capability or distribution to do the work for customers that need it. So having our distribution gives us a real advantage in our space. We're not a information service, we're a ring service. Uh, so distribution really matters for us. I, like I said, I think this is, uh, uh, I think this is like an awesome format. You just pick off your, your, um, your old competitors and, and make them more high performing. Uh, so to me, that's the, I don't know, all the way back to Sun Tzu, but why don't other uh, franchisors follow this strategy? Uh, they, they're pretty well stuck in a typical retail model. It depends how they make their, their money. A lot of the franchisors that are competitors of ours make money selling equipment, make money licensing retail or real estate for their prospects. Uh, if you read their disclosure documents, you see they've got a lot of profit centers built in before the franchisee even opens its doors. Right. Uh, our model is very, very different than that. Uh, there's, I think our competitors are fairly archaic, frankly, and most of them are not operators like we are. So 
we're not asking franchisees to do anything we don't do and make money at already. And so, you know, we're the largest, our company stores are the largest franchisees in every, every line of business we perform. So when you come here to training or you come here for a meet the team day, first of all, you're going to get my car. I'm going to pick you up. I'm going to take you to the operations and show you what's going on, but you'll see it live going on in our operations. So you really can't tell us much about how our business runs or how it should run. And if you just pay attention, follow the model, you'll, you'll be successful with us. Uh, it's not, we're not a typical franchisor that buys a concept and then starts rolling it out through a bunch of you know, brokers and, and um, you know, different, you know, different models that we see out there today. We actually were operators first, franchisor second. Um, so Ray, you got a question or Holly, or am I going to continue to ask questions? I can ask a question. I've got about a hundred. <laughs> okay. 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 So everyone gets one more question and then I'll ask the max question. All right. Good. If I have one more, then I'm going to ask my big one. Wayne, you've done an amazing job with this company. Obviously, answered, you know, you're, you're adding verticals, et cetera. You know, I, I, I'm really impressed. I, I have um, a client looking for multi-unit dry cleaning right now as you speak, 20 units. Um, I have an exclusive with, you know, other companies as well. Um, you're the one that's going to get the business. Now, with that question, what are your goals? How do you want to expand? What, what do you see this business doing in 10 years? Um, give me, give me a, give me a long-term picture of, of what you're trying to do here. The beauty of where we are today is our distribution. We have a vast distribution and we're expert in what we do. So we will be at the forefront of leading change in the industry, no matter what that is. If you had told me five years ago that lockers could be the real competitive advantage today, I wouldn't even know what that meant. So with the advent of technology uh, and the, we deposit the, the different ways of reaching the consumer today, um, we're going to stay, we're going to stay fresh. Uh, we're going to continue to grow a store count. We're going to continue to grow per store sales. And we're going to continue to add lines of business, whether it be with the CRDM network or through modernizing. And that'll happen uh, organically without a lot of additional investment from our franchise partners. So 10 years from now, it's anybody's guess. I mean, 10 years ago, we didn't know on martinizing. Uh, five years ago, we didn't know on martinizing. Uh, so your plan is pretty open. You, you, you want to grow and expand, but no real direction. Um, are you planning to take over other franchise stores? Well, we have a lot of, we have a lot of direction. There's something to be said for just blocking tax and sticking with your model. Our models work, so we're going to just continue to drive those. And we've got a great team here in our corporate offices. We've got some really smart people here that have got their eye on the industry and understand our franchisees' needs. Uh, and we try to really stay current with helping them. And, you know, like any franchisor, sometimes you're, you're successful with people and sometimes you, you really struggle. Uh, but we work very, very hard here every day to help our franchisees be successful. And if it's not for them, we help move on too. And there's, there's some of that. We, we have operations that need to sell and we are very hands-on in, in helping them do that. So we take each operator uh, very seriously and, and uh, really make sure that we're, we're helping them. I talk to probably three to 10 franchisees a day myself from different brands. Uh, this week I was in Baltimore uh, Monday and Tuesday launching a new electronics facility where we're operating about a 10,000 foot building and is 
launching a big operation there. Uh, so we're all very hands-on. We're going to keep our ear to the ground here and uh, keep growing. And, and if anybody's guess where we'll be in, in 10 years. But right now, we're just working our, working our model. That's all right. Thank you, Holly. And yeah, call me that 20-store lead. I'm, you got it. <laughs> yeah, you got, got myself. You're the name in my head. Yeah. You're in Cincinnati. You can be here in three hours. <laughs> Holly makes oh, people smile. Okay. Holly makes people smile. Ray, you got your last question. I love them all. Well, I, I think actually Wayne already said it, but uh, uh, how do we, you know, how does someone get a hold of you to uh, inquire about one of the uh, potential contracts? Ray doesn't like his question being taken. Call myself, 810-602-1963, or jump on modernizing.com franchising or crdn.com slash franchising opportunities. I, I'm impressed you led with your cell phone. That takes guts. I salute you. Um, well, most of the calls I get today are robo calls, so I'd really actually have, like to have a live person. So, otherwise, I don't even know why I need a cell phone anymore. All I do is hang up on nine out of ten of the calls that I get. Oh, yeah, I know. I, I look at mine and I got that. Spam alert now, and you're like, yeah. I don't know how to do that. Yeah, oh, like, you got to have one of your people put it. If you've got. Um, I'll what, my 10 year old son do that for me. Yeah. There's a nice app there for uh, should I answer for the Android. It's got a squid on it. This thing is phenomenal at blocking spam. I'm going to check that out. Um, all right. So, uh, one, I want to thank you for being on the show, putting up with our, our silliness and our uh, first wait, 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 There's one uh, thing left. Yeah. Audience has not seen it or heard it. Have I, am I going to ask Wayne, is my witness in Ray? Have I slipped off Ray even once? On the show you, today. you seldom <laughs> flip off Ray. <laughs> no, but Ray, have I flipped off Ray? No. You, you not one. I, I see your hands moving below the, <laughs> the table there. So. <laughs> All right. That was so we're, we're <laughs> so fine. We're we're heading to the the max question now. Buckle in. Um, the, so, uh, for for the, our, our female guests, I asked the um, Addison question because I have a, a 20 month old granddaughter that is the apple of my eye. And uh, two months ago, my my daughter uh, bequeathed upon me a, a grandson named Max. So, my question is, is, as Max is growing up, what would you tell him um, your secret to being successful is? What's he got to do to be successful? It's a great question. I, right now, I've got two young sons at home, 10 and 14. So I'm in the middle of answering that question every day, right? Yep. Uh, for me, I have to set a good example for my, my, my family. And uh, they see me working hard every day. They see me working smart, as smart as I can. Uh, they see me being honest with my, my employees and my partners. Uh, so I think you got to work hard. You got to be honest, and uh, you really, most importantly, you got to do what you love. And uh, if you do what you love, no matter what it is, and you try to be the best at it, you're going to be successful. And everyone's got a different definition of success, right? My mom told me she said, "Look, if, I don't care if you're a dry cleaner, but be the, or I don't care if you're a garbage man, be the best garbage man you can be, and things will happen for you." And I've sort of followed that 
that model uh, my whole life. That's awesome. That is. So we want to uh, thank uh, Wayne Wadaika. Daiko? Wadaika. Wadaika. I had it right the first time. Oh, killing me. Uh, owner of the hunting group and franchisor of CRDN and Martinizing. Um, and it is not what Dan Aykroyd, Martinizing is not what Dan Aykroyd led me to believe way too many years ago. We'll be back next week with another weird and informative um, and entertaining pillars of franchising. Thank Bye. you, Molly. Thank you, Ray. Thank you, Fred. Bye. 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 Bye.